0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Hormone Formula Podcast. It is Venka here from Vinka Nutrition. Thank you for joining me for another episode today. We're up to episode 10, which I'm quite proud of myself for. That's a hell of a lot of talking. Um, I guess that's no chore really to be honest. Um, who am I trying to kid? But you know, it is really cool that we've got so many topics to talk about and then I'm not running out anytime soon too. And actually speaking of that, if you've got any topics that you would love me to talk about, then please just flick me an email on admin at vinka.co.nz. I love getting ideas and, you know, knowing what you guys want will really help me kind of tailor these um podcast towards you guys. So really just flick me an email if you want something. So today we're going to be chatting about migraines and I appreciate this is not something that every one of you will be affected by. However a large part of the population do suffer from migraines and with regards to migraines I feel that this is like all other diseases to be honest but Where we really need to treat the person, not the disease, and unfortunately, through kind of conventional medicine, what's happening quite often is we will get um, people being assessed for their migraines, getting a a label, you know, it's a cluster migraine, whatever it is, um, and then getting the medication that goes with it. And when we do this, we're not really getting to the root cause of what's driving your migraine. So where functional medicine, functional nutrition comes into play here is where we can really shine because we really need to get to find out what are the players involved in your migraines. You know, play detective a little bit here and get to the bottom of all the things that may be driving your migraines. And it may not just be one thing. It can be, you know, six different things and you can't just work on one of those. You have to address all six of them before you will feel better. So with regards to um, what we're going to talk about today, We're going to talk about all the different drivers of migraines and there's lots of them and I can't cover all of them but I'm going to kind of chat about the common ones and you know look at these things and think is this you, which one of these apply, where do I need to do some more digging and then start putting in some actions to kind of help with all of those um, root causes for you because you know we do need to address all of them to get you better. So having had a few cases too this week, um, over the last week sorry, I... um, I'll share a couple of examples as I go through so you can get some understanding of how I operate and um, how you will also be able to help yourself with regards to migraines. Okay, so let's get started and let's talk about all the different factors that may be driving your migraines. And where I'm going to start is by chatting about hormones. So hormones for us as women can fluctuate throughout our menstrual cycle and that's absolutely normal. There's times when we have high estrogen, times when we have high progesterone and and then we can flip that over and have low estrogen and progesterone at times too. And one of the times that we drop out and have a low level of both progesterone and estrogen is those few days before our period. So that two or three days before our period, we drop low in estrogen and progesterone. And some women also find it on day one of their period. And with this drop in our hormones, we therefore are left with a responsibility in our body to detoxify them out so if any woman has trouble detoxifying out her estrogen what will then happen is we get an unequal balance between estrogen and progesterone and progesterone is what is our calming hormone and what it does is it it basically taps on est- uh, on GABA in the brain and says please make some of you you're beautiful and calming and, and can help with pain sensitivity and so for women who are left with two higher levels of estrogen in their bodies they're not able to get progesterone tapping in the brain saying gabba hello um, and as a result we are more prone to developing migraines or headaches so where I find a common issue for women with premenstrual migraines is that they are very slow detoxifiers of estrogen and other common signs that you would be slow would be what I talked about in the first podcast with heavy periods but are things like um, breast tenderness, heavy periods, cramping, bloating, moodiness, all those kind of common PMS symptoms are signs that you're not detoxifying your estrogen very well. So if you are a woman in this category, then really thinking about how you can detoxify estrogen is important. So thinking about um, the B vitamins, the magnesium, also managing your weight is essential for this, And avoiding certain foods, possibly like dairy, um, can help. But there's also um, wonderful herbs and nutrients that you can use to detoxify estrogen, such as DIM and sulforaphane and things. But really work with somebody um, to figure out which one is the best for you, because there's different phases of detoxification for estrogen, and you need to work on the right one for you. And this is where I find, again, I always go on about this, but testing, uh, this is such a cool place to help with looking at whether you detoxify estrogen. So you can do this through a Dutch test, which is a urine test looking at your um, hormones, or you can do it through genetic testing. And with regards to genetic testing, there's certain genes that are really helpful for understanding how quickly you detoxify estrogen, for example, the comp gene. A lot of times I see this as being an issue um, that's driving up migraines as somebody who's got a slow comp gene, meaning you detoxify estrogen really slowly. So understanding that is really cool. And you can also assess that on a Dutch test with regards to um, looking at your metabolites for estrogen. So really cool ways of understanding your picture. So let's move on to the next um One of my lists, which is hydration. This is not rocket science to know this. You know a majority of our body is made up of water, so being dehydrated is not going to help our brain and actually, our brain shrinks when we are dehydrated, and those nerves are kind of stretched out to the edge of your brain. Not cool when you visualize that, so simply getting your water intake up is really important, and I know a lot of you will. Avoid water due to incontinence or not wanting to pee 5 million times through the night. I get that. Um, However, if you can think about ways to get around that, um, such as drinking the majority of your water before lunchtime is one way, and just also thinking about avoiding um, foods and drinks that are diuretics such as coffee and tea to kind of help you with your hydration is really important and just remembering what I've said in the previous podcast it's around about 30 mils of um, water per kilo of body weight so if you're 100 kilos you need to be drinking three liters of water so something to think about so that one we you know that one's easy you're well aware of that one I'm sure Um, so the next one on my list is nutrients what nutrients are really important to help with avoiding migraines so the big one is magnesium and I think what's really key to understand about this is what one person needs to the next person is quite different you know due to how well your gut is absorbing it how well your genetics are working with regards to your utilization of particular nutrients and and um, amino acids and the like we're all different so some of my clients may need 300 micrograms of magnesium Others need 2,000 micrograms of magnesium to help with their migraines. So really just thinking that you've tried 300 micrograms and that didn't work for you may not actually be true. So trying um, higher doses, making sure it's magnesium, um, glycinate so that it's more absorbable and not going to have the laxative effect is really important. And some of the things that you can look out for for magnesium deficiency are you know, muscle cramping, constipation, insomnia, and sensitivity to the noise, uh, to noise, sorry. Those are some of the things that may kind of um, highlight that you are deficient in magnesium. So magnesium is one. Then there's a few other nutrients that are really helpful. High dose B2, um, B6, and CoQ10 can really help with um, migraines as well. Okay, so the next one I'm going to talk to you about as a cause for migraines is histamine. This is probably one you're not so familiar with, and so I want to chat to you a little bit about this. Um, So histamine is a compound that's naturally found in our body, and you'll be familiar with it as part of our allergy response and when we get hives and itchy skin, and for those of you who suffer from um, hay fever and things like that, and that we You know, when this happens, a lot of you will take an antihistamine to lower that histamine. So histamine is part of our natural allergy response. Um, However, it's actually a neurotransmitter, an excitatory one, so that can actually stimulate your heart muscle. For some people, that can cause them to have anxiety as a feeling. Um, And some interesting things about histamine is that too much histamine or the inability to clear histamine in the body, can cause us to um, have migraines and headaches. Actually, histamine also dries up estrogen in the body and estrogen dries up histamine in the body too. So we have a a situation where someone's got too much um, estrogen, they're also well not also but they can possibly get too much histamine in the body so that's a big topic that I can't go into without overwhelming your brains for today but just know that histamine and estrogen have a strong relationship and histamine and migraines also have a very strong relationship so histamine although it's you know Predominantly made in the body and our mast cells in our gut, for example, which is part of our immune system. It also is in foods um, and foods such as spinach, strawberries, um, fermented foods, all those kind of foods left aged in the fridge all contain histamine. And I'm not saying that we need to remove histamine from our diet. Some people do. Um, but, you know, it's more about looking at the reasons why your body is making too much histamine. Or why you're not cleaning it out. So, the why you're not cleaning it out is sometimes a genetic factor with regards to certain enzymes not working very well or cleaning it out very well. But sometimes you'll also have um, issues in your gut that is then for leading on to your mast cells in your gut overproducing histamine. So, you know, if you've got a food intolerance that you haven't um, recognised, this could be causing it. If you've got SIBO reflux. Um, or any of those kind of situations going on, then you may be um, allowing your mast cells to make too much histamine. So it's important. There's also an a extremely complex um, pathway in the body called methylation. And this role of methylation, a large part of it, is to make something which is really cutely called SAMI. Um, And SAMI is an antihistamine. Um, So if this pathway isn't working very well, then you may be um, not getting enough SAMI production and Sammy being that antihistamine. And so this whole methylation pathway relies on B12 and folate and and a few other nutrients along the pathway like methionine and amino acid and zinc. So quite a complex pathway. But the only reason I'm telling you about this is because It's important that you know that there's other factors to address here if you don't get solutions from everything else and that working with somebody to help you with this may get you the results that you need. So just understanding that there is something here to look at further if you need to is important oh my gosh, I have so many more things in my brain that I'm trying to um, put into a logical order for you as I ramble these off. But just so you know, when you're doing your investigation for migraine, there are lots of different angles that you can look at this. So just a few more to add to the list that I've already given is stress um, is another contributor for women. And, you know, this really comes down to the ability of how well you handle stress. Some some of us can handle it no worries at all others can really hold on to stress for a lot longer and these are the ones that seem to be more prone to migraines so finding your technique for managing your stress is essential for helping with your migraines the next one is food intolerances and sensitivities these can um, lead on to migraines and headaches quite often I'll have, this is one of the categories that I see people uh, see people for and helping with, you know, it could be coffee, it could be gluten, it could be dairy, eggs, chocolate, you know, the list goes on, every one of us is different as to what we may react to, but definitely gluten and coffee are two of the big ones that are common ones. Um, so then we've got, after that, we've got sleep, as if lack of it, is another big driver. Um, watch my sleep podcast to learn a little bit more about that and how you can help, because you know, getting quality deep sleep is essential for helping um, brain health and and avoiding migraines. And then we've got um, chemical triggers such as the food additives, sulfites, MSG, nitrates and those kind of um, artificial sweeteners as well can be triggers for some. And then the health of our gut. Uh, Again, I'm talking about the gut. So the gut um, has a vagus nerve that connects it to the brain and we now know that there's 400 times more communication from the gut to the brain and the brain to the gut. Amazing. So, we know what if there's inflammation in the gut, then that inflammation is going to go to the brain. So, have, having a healthy gut is essential for helping with your migraines. So, then there's things like um, just to finish up on, you know, just to get you thinking outside the box a little bit again, is mitochondrial health, which are the little engines in our cells. They need specific nutrients to function. And if they don't get what they love, then they can. Um, it can lead on to migraines so mitochondrial health is super important and that's where those B vitamins and CoQ10 come in and be really helpful for helping so I could go on I actually really could go on but I have to shut up somewhere (laughs) and so I better now so just know that if you are someone who's suffering a migraine that there is no reason that you cannot get to the bottom of what is driving it. To me, there's always an answer and it may take a little bit of digging, but you've got to work through the process and get there and find all your triggers, not just one of them, all of them and work on every single one of them until you get your relief that you need. And for some women, that may not be a 100% relief. I get that. But it may be that the migraines are nowhere near as severe or as often, which is fabulous compared to where some women are suffering at the moment so what I kind of recommend is look you know listen to those common drivers work through that list and then think about doing some testing around this you know Again, I love that testing, Um, but you can look at magnesium in your um, blood, for example, and see your levels of um, magnesium, and you really need to look at a red blood cell magnesium to understand a more accurate picture of your magnesium. Um, You know, you can look at um, certain food intolerance testings, Um, you can look at... um, gut bacteria and your stool samples and things like that to look at all your microbiome profile and those wonderful things. You can look at genetic testing um, to understand how well you're detoxifying your estrogen and looking at your histamine clearances, all those sorts of scenarios. You can look at hormonal testing um, to look at estrogen again and, and all your other hormones um, cortisol testing, see so if your levels of cortisol are too high. Um, so those are some options to kind of dig a little bit deeper. But listening to the symptoms of your body is also an incredible tool that can help you um, assess what your body's trying to tell you. So listen to your body, take some notes <laughs> and you know start working through this list. And know that, you know, quite often a lot of nutritional therapy can really be beneficial here um, and super helpful for helping manage those migraines. So I hope this was helpful and that uh, you've all learned something new for this week. But take care and I look forward to seeing you all next week. Thank you.